Longing for a Home, read and written by Rachel Lewis. Chapter One. Somebody walked me into a small room with a small padlocked window, then shut the door and strode away. I slowly looked around the room, which contained a bed, wash basin and lavatory. Pembroke Children's Care Home, I recognised the room from the pictures. But why? I wasn't in need of care. I pondered the situation and tried to make sense of the different events that had led up to this. My family had longed for a boy, however I was a girl. This had made life difficult. At times my parents would accept that I was not what they wanted and they would try, albeit just a little bit, to make our family unit work. However, I was never able to fill the place in society that a boy could offer. I knew and my parents knew it. They tolerated me until they could rehome me like some kind of object. The time had come for the fickle attachment that made us a family to end, now that I was old enough to come to Pembroke. Last night my so-called parents had come to this and said their daughter was too ill for them to look after, just so they could get rid of a piece of dirt who they had never loved. All they ever truly wanted was to be loved. It was my only dream. So now I was here, in this horrid place where no one cares or even bothers to talk to me. But all of a sudden I heard a bang on the door and I got told to run. The voice was kind and was trying to help me escape. It was the kitchen maid, Annie Whitby. I took her advice and bolted for the main hall. I ran up the cold rock stairs, my bare feet like ice blocks as I ran up the stairs and through the main hall, getting ever so close to the door. I touched the door handle but tough hands pulled me back and lifted me up. I heard a gruff voice whisper something about how I won't be going anywhere. We turned around and I got dragged back to my room in the basement. Chapter 2 The last thing I heard before I was moved into the dark downward spiral was Annie screaming to the mysterious man to let me go, but it wasn't any use. I felt someone pick me up, running like they were sprinting from a lion. Once I could see clearly again, I discovered I was in the conformity room, despite the fancy name. It was where bad behaviour would be corrected. There were three other people in the room with me. One girl muttering to herself, a boy sitting alone in the corner, and a small girl who I recognised, but I couldn't quite make out. They looked like me, or was it just a dream? I tried to speak, but it came out as a croak. No one here was cheerful and unhappy. It was miserable all the time. I knew I had to escape. I was going to find a way out of it, no matter what it takes. I felt a bit ill. I started to feel weak and my legs began to shake. I found it hard to concentrate and things went into slow motion. Then everything went black. Chapter 3 I woke up in someone's arms. I was cold with my mind still foggy and I could not make sense of my surroundings. My feet went numb with pain. Anxiety creeped into my veins and started to spread around my body. I don't know how I got here and I didn't recognise the person who was carrying me.
My experience has told me that strangers often meant trouble. I broke free of the stranger's grasp and ran for survival. I turned the corner onto Bubble Lane and ran down the street. The stranger was gaining ground on me now. I had to keep going. I turned onto Somerset Close and I lost the stranger. I ran onto Courtsway and saw a house for sale. It looked derelict. Maybe this could provide me with a place to hide out. I ran in the open door and slammed it with all the force I could muster out of my burning body. I slowly walked around the ground floor. This house wasn't derelict. I saw a rose gold themed house with unusual small pieces of furniture looking right at me, even in the bathroom. When I stared into the mirror, I saw a girl with dark crimson wavy hair, complete with pale skin, dark ruby earrings and a gold pattern dress. It wasn't me. I had blonde straight hair with baby blue eyes. I didn't wear a gown. I wore a piece of warm fabric, complete with a small pink ribbon in my hair, which was the only bright thing about me. I slowly walked into the living room and stood astounded. The girl was in there. As she looked up at me with her tawny eyes, she reminded me of my older brother Harry, who had always been kind to me. That was it. I was never going to see light again. As she drew closer towards me, I was overwhelmed with emotion and my mind wandered as I was bundled into a dream. Chapter 4 I was with Harry. I could see his wonky smile and fuzzy hair. Even though sometimes he could be grumpy, he was darling. He made his teddies come alive to tickle me. He would just shrug his shoulders if he got asked a question. He could be a grumpy 11 year old sometimes, like when he didn't get the most bread and dripping at dinner. But I still liked him. I wish he could be here right now to protect me against this girl. But then Harry disappeared and I was plummeted back to earth to face the reality of what was about to happen. I snapped back into the real world and looked at the girl. Chapter 5 I stared into her eyes. They were gentle and kind. She motioned for me to take a seat. I sat down and felt the pain ease slightly off my bare feet. We had an extremely ladylike conversation to begin with. But she made me feel at ease and I opened up to her, telling her my innermost secrets felt liberating. She told me about her past and we shared a lot of experiences. I still felt lonely, but now I knew I had a friend in which to share my future. The whole of my heart urging for a family ached for its desire more than ever. But in some way, I kind of had a sister. She let me stay in this lovely place. She told me her name and I told her mine. Her name is Gabriella and she now knows me as Paige. I have a new home now and I love it. Thank you for listening to my story. I hope you enjoyed it. I wrote the story because I feel alone sometimes and someone always tries to help me feel better. So I want other people to know that even if you are feeling alone, there will always be someone to help you.